We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. WGR. Here's the American dream. Dusty Rhodes and Dusty, your fans welcome you back, man. Sports Radio 550. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Sports Talk Saturday. No respect. No honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work. They got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years, they give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, daddy. That's hard time. Want to talk to the guys on Sports Talk Saturday? Call or text us now. You put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. morning, folks. Welcome to Sports Talk Saturday. Nate Geary, Corey Griswold. You know, just a normal gang here on a Saturday morning, hanging out. I had my pastry. I've had my coffee. I'm transitioning into uh, drinking some water this morning. All the healthy things that a young, very young, very... Um, Don't do it. Yeah, I lost it. I, I had so many great expectations for myself this morning, and then I just lost it. Don't do it. Don't do it. It is Saturday. It is. That's correct. Uh, There are very few leaves on the trees remaining. And until that last leaf falls and it drops to the ground... Uh, and it's almost like the 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 closing scene of like the first homeward bound. Um, it's still in my book not winter, although it certainly feels like it. Yeah, we're getting into the uh, fun season where it's like it's thirty eight degrees, but also raining, and that's I don't no thank you I don't no yeah I'm good that action good. I am not about that action boss. Um, I had eggnog for the first time yesterday. Oh, how did that go? Terrible. It's disgusting. Yeah, it is. I could have told you that. It is dis- and and the fact that like rum or a, a a some kind of dark liquor could save that is is highly questionable. It just was not good, Corey. It was You want to drink an egg? I no, tried, actually. I don't. I tried what I could yesterday. No, thank you. To explain, first of all, for me, it's more of a texture problem than it is an actual taste problem. 
taste, it's like basically nothing like a little bit of cinnamon and nutmeg. That's basically what you taste. It's the consistency that I really, really, um, I really, 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 really struggled to find a, hmm, a comp for it that I felt I was allowed to say. Uh, is it viscous? <laughs> it's what I assume, like, so my grandfather, God bless his soul, um, it, he's big Polak, you know, he's just, he's an old Polish man. Okay. And His what, idea of a solid lunch would be some sandwich cookies and black coffee. Yes, but here's really the egregious thing that my 100% Polish grandfather used to do. Mm-hmm. He used to buy spam. Oh, yeah. And not for what you'd think he was buying spam for, because he never ate the spam. He did not like spam. He uh, put it in his, what did he do? He used it as a, I don't know, as he some kind of. would open the can. Sure. Remove the spam. Okay. And he would pour the jello that was in there, the gelatin. Right. Into a container. Sure. That he would then keep in the refrigerator. Okay. Until Thanksgiving every year. And use that as like a gravy? I don't know what he used it for. I never, <laughs> you I never saw never it? got, no. You never saw it delivered never, to the target. That's correct. I've never seen it applied. This is a great I mystery. I just saw it collected. So you know it was applied somewhere. Somewhere because every year there would be a new reservoir of it. So you're looking around Thanksgiving table being like, is this where this What sp- is, where's, where is the, the spam jelly? Where did the gelatin from the spam container. And I'm go. not sure that the jams like the, the 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 spam jelly is is like a traditional meat jelly because meat jelly is typically like okay the renderings and it's fatty and mm-hmm. it just collects. I'm not totally sure spam works like that. I think that is just a like if we put this spam in the container without this it like, won't come out. Yeah, like it's a preservative or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I don't think that he knew exactly what he was working with other than the fact that it was salty and that it it it, it served his overall purpose. He, he might have kept it as a dessert for himself. Just got nasty on Just it, like a one spoonful everybody, like once a year. That's right. As a you know, it's a would you like walking around the room, would you like a cordial? And it's just a little See, tiny like, my shot grandfather glass used of to do really gelatin. weird things like in the around the holidays. Like he'd get a big thing of like conquered grapes, he'd throw them in the freezer, and then like the kids would be like, Oh, we got frozen grapes. You know, like my my grandfather, okay, so let me let me just tell you this 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 quick story. So my grandfather, who's hundred percent uh Polish, correct, married my one hundred percent Italian grandmother. Just absolutely dominating the Catholic. Landscape. I mean, just absolute anarchy, right? You had to go um, to mass twice, like just crazy stuff. And my my grand my my grandmother's maiden name was Pepero. Sure. So really Italian. Kazmarek is the Polish. Like this was really a clash of the titans at, at, when it came to like Easter, Thanksgiving, Christmas. That's just right. Absolute absolute anarchy just food everywhere it made no sense it had no cultural <laughs> relevance right. it was just food that's right um <clears throat> my grandfather used to get the big things of uh, ricotta cheese fresh ricotta right and what he would do is he would salt it every day hell yeah and he would leave it uh, he'd leave it in the fridge but he'd salt salt if, salt if you were uh someone from the who is you know someone who was Born in the 1920s, mm-hmm. and was Polish, and you did not have hypertension. You were getting yeah. bullied about it That's by right. your friends. That's right. So my grandfather, he was the one doing the bullying. Right. But he would salt this big block of ricotta cheese until it shrunk down into this hard, mm-hmm. delicious, 
like better than any parm you've ever put on your spaghetti because it was so salty and it was so delicious that it was like one of those things that like every towards the end of his life, his Christmas gift to me every year would be, hey, here's the block of ricotta for you. And I'd be like, yes. Like a family Thank tradition. You, grandpa. Like, this is the great, like, all the other grandkids, they got, you know, like a envelope with a $20 bill or, you know, I got a lot of cousins. So, like, you know, this and that. My gift pretty consistently for the last decade of his life was that, 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 that block of ricotta salted cheese. You don't understand what it's like to have your taste buds completely screwed up unless you lived through the Great Depression. That's right. Like, ju- just the kinds of things people were eating and getting by with, like, it permanently canned altered. tuna with no Absolutely. real application no no real mixture or ingredient just right out of the can just totally austere diets my grandfather used to eat the anchovies out of the can yep. like you just dude you found a way to survive back That's then right. yeah. and then like you didn't even realize you were surviving it was just natural so like that kind of thing where like if you're everybody around you is living in poverty you don't know you're living in poverty the other crazy thing about people in that era like they would like my grandfather would like sweat Polish vodka and like you know he he would just wear I would like to say it was the same white t-shirt for 60 years Mm -hmm. but it wasn't like it was I think a new white t-shirt every day yeah well you have to I don't know you just you throw it out after you use it you don't wash t-shirts you simply throw them out when you're done using them the really good stuff that you find in the cabinet when you're looking for like cans of soda at your grandparents house but you accidentally find a liquor cabinet right and like there isn't one word of English on the bottom no it can't be won't be Absolutely not. No, won't be. Uh, so good, good, good times. Uh, yeah, and, and by the way, you know these these are the sorts of conversations that that uh, Bruce Bruce Nolan and myself have on our podcast every Friday night on uh, Food for Thought on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. If you want to check us out, we uh, we mostly talk about absolutely insane food things and relate them to football. I don't know how it really works, but it does. Anyways, today the afternoon, going into the afternoon, this morning, in just a few moments, Paul Hamilton is going to join me on the West Her Hotline. Paul and I will talk some Sabers. Um, they play tomorrow, so. We'll get uh, his thoughts on the Calgary game, which was not a good one. Um, So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, Henry Yokiharu expected to be back in the lineup here in the next couple of days. Who comes out as uh, Yokiharu comes in? We still have Casey Middlestat and Victor Olofsson listed as week-to-week. We still have Craig Anderson listed week-to-week. Dustin Tokarski uh, started the other night against Calgary. He did not finish the game, as you might imagine. Gave up five goals. However, a lot of that was not on Dustin Tokarski, who the game before had 45 out of 46 45 saves on 46 shots and played an absolute unbelievable, one of the best goaltending performances I've seen from a Sabres goaltender not named Ryan Miller in, in, in very recent memory. Um, at uh, the noon o'clock hour, particularly at 12, we will have uh, Joe Marino of the Locked On Bills podcast. We'll talk a little bit about this Bills and Colts matchup tomorrow right here, of course, on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550, 8 a.m. pregame coverage, 7 a.m. if you're here for breakfast with the Bills fantasy style with uh, with Louis DiBiase and uh, and Derek Kramer. Myself and Jeremy will take over Buffalo Bills game day at 8. And then uh, at 10, Joe DiBiase joins me. We'll take countdown to kickoff till 12.30. John Murphy back in the booth this week, and he will be on the call with Eric Wood at 12.30 to start and then kickoff at 1 p.m. right here on the home of the Bills, WGR Sports Radio 550. Then 12.30 today, we'll get a little bit of opposition research in from Zachary Hicks. Zach Hicks of Sports Illustrated. He covers the Colts for SI underscore Colts. Um, 
on Twitter. So we'll get sort of the uh, the outlook of the Colts who are are, are making their uh, midseason run towards not more than likely a division title with the Titans at eight and two. They've pretty much got that bad boy wrapped up, but they will certainly have a shot at the wild card. So we'll talk to Zach at uh, at twelve thirty to get his thoughts, and then. The elephant in the room, the New England Patriots. Evan Lazar, uh, who uh, joins me pretty regularly here to talk about the Patriots, he will join and and tell me what is going right for the five straight victory uh, New England Patriots. Mac Jones being compared to Tom Brady and doing things as the greatest ever, even though he is yet to throw for 300 yards. I digress. I digress. We'll talk with Evan at uh, at one o'clock and uh, and get his thoughts on just what is going right. The running back situation, Ramondre Stevenson, uh, really taking over uh, things in that running back room, and Damian Harris back healthy. They've got a nice one-two punch in that backfield. Obviously, they've got the two tight ends, one of which Hunter Henry is really stepping in to one of the top five roles in the league at the tight end position. The other, Jonu Smith, hasn't done a whole lot, but both are paid the two highest paid tight ends in the NFL. So we'll talk to Evan about what's going right, what's what could. Be potentially be going wrong throughout the regular season and as it uh as it comes to a completion the Bills will face the uh will face the Patriots two times this year so plenty of opportunity for the Bills to create and generate some ground in the AFC and the AFC East of course against the Patriots but right now that Patriots team not one uh I'm I'm necessarily looking forward to playing so the Bills are going to have to take care of business and uh and make sure they get two wins against the Patriots all right I'm going to go to the Western Hotline now because Paul Hamilton joins me on this beautiful fall but basically winter morning. Paul, uh, good morning to you, my friend. And um, how do you feel this time of year? Because I know our colleague Jeremy White likes to like maybe overbearingly tell us how great this time of year is. But anybody that has to sell <laughs> this type of weather as hard as Jeremy does, like nobody should have to sell something as hard as he sells the cold weather. It's kind of funny you brought that up because um, I just put on, I just got and put on one of his elite shirts that he. Uh, had out there for charity, <laughs> so I, I'd gotten one of those. And it's the first time I put it on, and it was today that uh, fall is elite. So um, yeah, I'm not a huge. I love the colors. Yes, of fall, correct, and that type of thing. But you know, I like hiking and looking at the colors. But I'm still a summer person. You know, oh I, yeah, summer is my favorite time of year, and I just love being outside and hiking and uh, playing sports and going to music events and that type of thing so for me it, it's still summer yeah i'm with you there paul don't you, you you've got a friend in me on that one um let's talk about first of all let's talk about thursday i was um i went out on um on Tuesday to go grab, uh, I'm sorry, on Thursday to go grab a beer with uh, with my buddy Joe Yurden. And we went out to go watch the game, and we're watching the game, and he made a remark after Tokarski gets pulled in the second period. And he says to me, these are the goals that the Penguins should have scored in the third period on Tuesday. And Dustin Tokarski stood on his head, had one of the best performances we've seen from a Sabres goaltender in quite some time. The Sabres win 2-1, to one, but 20 shots on goal in that third period. It was a bloodbath, and we hear, and, and of course, you just got to love... Um, you gotta love Coach Don Granado. I love his first name. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? Like he sort of knew that third period, really the second half of that game, Paul. They had just they had no control over the pace of play. The Penguins were cycling the puck. It looked like they were playing a college team. And a lot of that came back to bite him on Thursday night. What did you see in the third period of the Penguins game that leaked over into Thursday night against the Calgary Flames at home? It got worse Thursday. I mean, those three goals that Calgary scored, I think it was in a minute 37, were like watching the Harlem Globetrotters play basketball. 
I mean, the Sabres basically just stood there like the Washington Generals and watched. And they were like, every goal Calgary scored was like a highlight real goal. I mean, and, they, and you know, other than the breakaway by Goudreau in the first period, they're like open layup tappins, you know, that they, that they wind up scoring with the Sabres just, you know, standing around. They just didn't have, the, you know, any energy in their game at all. They, uh, you know, no awareness. I haven't used the word awareness in a long time. Used to use it all the time, you know, for the last 10 years. But this year with this team, you know, for, there are a couple players that aren't real aware. And uh, Miller's one of them at times. And, you know, he tends to let people get behind him. And that happened with Goudreau. It, it just looked like he had no idea Goudreau was behind him. And, uh, you know, but the that's what it was. I mean, there was just nothing. And they know it. And that's the thing, you know, talking to Kyle Oposo and, you know, that's not the team we've seen. Right. What, what we right. saw against Calgary is I haven't seen that yet this year. You know, the way they lost that game and the way they played that game. So, all right, that happens in 82 games. What the trick is now mm -hmm. is the old Sabres, 10 games from now, we're still talking about it. Right. right. Now, now, let's see. You're going to play five games in seven days. Are we still going to be talking about it at the end of the week? You know, or are they going to shake out of it and say, okay, this is an outlier. We understand we weren't good enough. It was unacceptable. We had two days of practice. Now let's get back to playing the way we play. Let's get get back to, you know, getting on the other team and dictating play and doing the things that they know they can do well and, uh, you know, leave this game behind. You know, I, I think, Paul, it's probably safe to say that I, I would say most Sabres fans felt that that game on Thursday was likely going to be the norm of the 2021 season. And and I would say it's a good thing, and, and credit to the Sabres, for Thursday almost being a little surprising for a lot of people. And I think that really is a credit to the coach and the team for, I think, pivoting and changing a little bit of the narrative going into this season that you could make the argument at home, Paul, this has been a team that has been a, a borderline playoff team. Now on the road, they've been just terrible, and, and that has brought them the average way back down to earth. But at home, Paul, they've looked like a very different team, but they looked like the team that we've seen on the road for the better part of the season. Your point it definitely doesn't fall on deaf ears here about this can't be the conversation we're having 10 days from now. But but if you are Don Granado, what can you change short of getting Henry Yokiharu back in the lineup, which we'll talk about in a second? Like, what can you change defensively? Because so far this year, the defense has sort of been one of the brighter spots, maybe the most consistent part of them night in, night out. And that just, what what, what I saw on Thursday really was not reminiscent of anything I've seen this calendar year. Well, Yoki Haru is not going to play tomorrow in Madison Square Garden. He may play Monday. He's going to come back this week unless he has a setback. You know, he looked good in practice. He did everything. I mean, they didn't, like, put a red jersey on him and baby him or anything like that. He was right in there. You know, he was paired with Bryson, which is hmm. what made me think that maybe he was going to play on Sunday. But uh, they want to give him a little more practice time to ramp him in. I mean, and, and I, I, we found out. We knew he finished the game and had an injury. He finished the game with a broken bone in his foot. Played two periods. And he just wow. didn't take his skate off. You know, but so the thing never had a chance to swell up until after the game. So yeah, in the second and third period against Montreal, he played with a broken foot. <laughs> and and you know, and you know, went from there after that uh, once the game was over. So um, 
the defensive pairs will change once he's back. Um, Haig didn't practice yesterday, but he's pra- he'll practice today. And, um, yeah, so the lines – and Granado was right. He changed the lines in the third period, and it was worse. <laughs> and so he went back to the other ones. He goes, that didn't help at all. Yeah, you're right, it didn't. <laughs> it, it, was, it was actually worse, if that could even be possible, than what they were playing earlier. So he went back to the lines that he had – and uh, he's tended – most coaches change lines. I always tell people that because people get annoyed with every coach that's run through here, including Lindy Ruff. You change lines too much. Why don't you leave it alone? Why don't you have this, that, the other thing? And Granado tends to stick with it. Yeah. He doesn't tend to change lines all that much. And I think it's that's helped a little consistency for them also. But, you know, it'll be interesting. Skinner has played pretty well with – Thompson and Asplin, but so did Olison. Olison had a really good thing going with that line. So when Olison's ready to come back, what do you do? Do you continue with what we've been seeing lately, which has been good, or do you go back to what was good before and give Olison that that wing back and move Skinner? So yeah. you know that'll be interesting to see how they handle that. But when you get Skinner, Tuck, and we don't even know how Tuck's going to fit in. Uh, and uh, middle step back. Now you're going to get a different look up front too. And who are the who are the guys that are going to come out of the right. lineup? Probably Hayden for sure, mm-hmm. and probably Rustalainen. I mean, he's had a few spurts, but I don't think he's really grabbed this position. Okay. I, I don't think I, if you said, do you think he's taking advantage of this opportunity? I would say no. You know, I, I just you don't notice him most nights, and. Um, you know, so he would probably come out, and then when Tuck is ready, you got a third one that's going to come out, and that that, that one, uh, you know, would be a little more challenging to try to figure out who would come out when he was ready. Yeah, I think you know, obviously, Granado's going to have a couple of tough decisions, and th- those are good things. Those are tough. Those are good decisions this franchise has had because in the last couple of years, it hasn't really been difficult decisions. There's been a lot of earning parties to pull out of the lineup, and and I guess I can't quite say um, that that's been the same this year. So I think that's 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 an improvement in, in the lineup. I, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is Granado and. And obviously the the injury situation for this team has been pretty difficult over the last couple of weeks. Um, We know that this Olafson injury has been sort of stretched out a little bit. I found it, and you and I have had conversations about Granado like this, but again, I'm just wondering in your experience covering the league, which is, you know, I've been a decent amount of time here, Paul. How many times has the coach come out and apologized and further explained the injuries and why the timelines are getting stretched out? I thought that was a really unique moment listening to Granado, you know, sort of apologize to talk what's well, a soft injury, uh, soft tissue injury. And those are the sorts of injuries that are tough to predict, especially with a shooter like Olafson. It's affecting his shot. He could get out there and skate and play. But it's affecting the shot. Like th- those are details. Those are things that we typically don't get in pro sports, not just the NHL, but the NFL. For the most part, it's let's give the media as little as possible. And Granado has sort of been very refreshing in that sense, Paul. But even kind of going out and further explaining those things, I thought was a really unique moment that I haven't heard a head coach in really any major sport talk about. Well, a lot of coaches don't like to even just talk about injuries and timetables and stuff because of what's happened here. Middle stat. Well, it's going to be around three weeks. Well, it's six now. Yeah, right. right. And we're not. He's not even back at practice yet. So now fans are. 
well, what a liar. He lied to us. <laughs> you know, you know, he said three weeks, and they start holding his feet to the fire. Well, how come you told us three weeks when it's going to be six? We, either you're a liar or our medical staff is incompetent or sure. yeah. that's what they get. So it's easier as a coach just not to talk about it and just be very brief and just say week to week or day to day. I don't, I'm not putting a timetable on it. And then fans get mad. Well, why don't they tell us what the injury is? Why don't they tell us that's why? Because in situations, Granado's right, in situations like these, when you're waiting for soft tissue or a muscle to heal, you don't know. Olison could wake up tomorrow and be ready to go because it, 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 it finally feels better. Right. You, you can't predict when that's going to be. A broken bone, now Yoki Haru, they didn't realize, you know, they, they had talked after the game and they were hoping about three weeks, but then the next day they realized, nope, we have a, the, we have a broken bone here. And he said, no, it's going to be much longer. You know, he came right out and corrected it because they knew with him, oh, it's a broken bone, so we have, sorry, I got the hiccups here. Sorry, you know, it's a, it's a broken bone. And we know how long it takes a broken bone to heal. So they could be a little bit more specific with that than they can with these injuries with middle stat. And they can with talk also because mm-hmm. it's shoulder surgery. So they know it'll be another month, month and a half somewhere in there with shoulder surgery. But when you're dealing with muscles that middle stat Olison are dealing with and Anderson, let's not forget about him yep. too. Yep. Um, you just don't know when, when, when that player is going to feel better. Paul Hamilton here on the Wester Hotline. And, Paul, I wanted to ask you and go back to the Henry Yoki Haru question just about when he comes back in the lineup, whether it's, you know, whether it's tomorrow or whether it's next week, who do you expect on that blue line to come out of the lineup? I, I think I would probably look to Will Butcher, but wondering who you think is maybe the immediate guy that comes out of the lineup. I agree. It absolutely would be Will Butcher. I think yeah, he was with Will Lane in, in practice yesterday. Um, that's why I thought just the way they practice, that's why I thought Yoki Haru was going to step right in because what the way it is now in the NHL, when they're doing these skates, they're not really by themselves. They have trainers and coaches really working them hard. So when they get back to practice, they're basically ready to go. They just got to get into a little bit of game shape and that type of thing and take a few hits and those types of things. But usually when they get back to practice, it used to be back to practice and they practiced for a week or two. Before it with the team before you saw him back in line, but now they're more ready to go. So you know he he it'll, he'll have two practices in before tomorrow's game. Granado said it's usually two to four, so you know he would get a morning skate or something like that for the Ranger game on Sunday. That's why I wouldn't be surprised to see him in Monday's home game uh, back because then he would have two hard practices. A morning skate, which he can go harder at. You know, he would stay after the other guys got off the ice, and they would bag skate him and that kind of thing. And so he would have three days then. So I think it would be. I, I have. A, I would have a pretty good sense. It would be Monday if if it's not Wednesday or Monday. I would say Wednesday for sure. He would be back in. All right, Paul. Last one for you, Dylan Cousins. You and I spoke on Saturday morning last week. We talked about Cousins in that matchup against um, against Connor McDavid in that that three two win over the Oilers, and both of us were sort of talking about him as this player that's really fitting into the role. Now he hasn't lit up the scorebook, but man, he looked good against McDavid. And he followed that up, Paul, by going against the Austin Matthews line and then the Sidney Crosby line, and, and again put up two fantastic performances against the top lines. 
of two really good hockey teams. I know the Penguins are still finding their way. They're getting a lot of guys back from injury, but it's just still the Penguins uh, in, in retrospect to the Sabres. So tell me a little bit about the week short of that Calgary game, which I'm not sure you're going to find a lot of positives of anybody from that game. But th- that three-game stretch, the Oilers, the Leafs, and the Penguins, you just got to love what you're seeing right now from, uh, from, from Dylan Cousins. Yeah, the overall thing in the Penguin game, I probably wouldn't be as excited as I would be for the first two in there, sure. the Oilers and the Leaf games. I thought he was stellar in those games. And, you know, I, my thought was, it's funny how when I just started thinking about is when he started playing well to make me look bad. Uh, and I'm fine with <laughs> I look bad. I, I'm, I'm the type of person I'll readily admit when I'm wrong. And my thought was, you know what, when Middlestack gets back, maybe a little time in Rochester would help him. You know, and, and just to get his confidence back, it'll get his game back a little bit, and that type of thing. And and then I saw him play against Edmonton. I go, well, wait a minute, maybe we need to put the brakes on that. And and what are the things he doesn't do well? You know, he's 20 years old. He's he's not as strong as I think he will be when he's in his full adult body. So he's easy to knock off pucks when he's trying to stick handle and those types of things. Well, he'd also be easy to knock off pucks in the American League, too. So mm-hmm. when you look at it, it's like, would that really help him? Or would he be better off learning up here with Granado and the coaching staff and and that type of thing when probably the problem that bugs him the most would happen in the American Hockey League also? Um, you know, I was also wrong. I thought he would have a much better season to start. I thought as a 19-year-old, and I think mentally he is ready for it, but I think Granado did the right thing by not putting the C on his jersey and I was you know I, I was really up on that thinking you know I think he can handle it I've got I went through the guys who were captains 1920 and who could really handle it and I again I think mentally he could handle it but why do that to him and, and I, I, I now that it's happened I was wrong I agree with Granado you know I think and a lot of people now that Tuck's here feel maybe Tuck could be the future captain of this team. But I, I still think Cousins would be an excellent choice, but not this year. I think he absolutely did the right thing with the Poso and Gergensons. Let Give them the team. Let it be their team for a while. You don't have to rush this kid into anything. And, you know, I just got carried away, I think, a little bit with it, what I thought that he might be when the season started. But he had a rough training camp, and he wasn't that player, and he has to grow into in, in the National Hockey League and grow into what he's doing. Yeah, that's only going to come with experience too, Paul. You know, and and having your your I think you're spot on too about the strength. And those are things that will come, but it's not going to come in the middle of the season. You know, like that's those are things he's going to have to work on in the off season. But getting the experience, understanding the areas he's going to have to improve in. I mean, that's that's the goal for this year. That's really the goal for all these young players is gaining jo- experience on the job, finding the weaknesses in your game, and going to the off season and working on them. So this is still I know it's still a learning experience for a lot of these young guys. But at least this team is giving those experiences and giving the opportunities to these young guys to, to, to get that experience this year. And he's learning, too, how to, you know, when you if maybe you're not strong enough. But I've I just been talking to people that would know, you know, yeah. how, you know, you, if you he's, – he's working on getting a good base under him when he's in battle and along the wall. And that, that makes it harder to knock him off the puck when he's trying to stick handle with the upper body – and, and try to do things he did in junior hockey, he gets into trouble yep. that way. He's very easy to knock off the puck. And you know who else was just like that, Paul? Tage Thompson. 
And yeah. T- and Tage is a little older now. He still has, I think, room to grow a little bit into his body still. But I, he is such he's come such a long way. I also think you your point about moving him to center and giving him the whole ice instead of cutting off half the ice for him, I think, has been a big part of his of his maturation. But also, Paul, he's just more physical. He's built. He's he's worked into that that body frame that he has. And I think Cousins has probably got to get there too. But it took Tage a little while to get there. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. The the body you have when you're 20, if you're a, a you know work out like a professional athlete does, you're going to have a much more finished, stronger body at 22 or 23 than you are at 20 because you're not mature yet. You're still growing. You know, you still haven't matured yet. I mean, think of you know what you looked like when you were 20 compared to maybe when you were 22. You know, because you were an athlete then and working out and doing things, and how much you could improve your body as you pass the adult stage quote 21 type of thing all right paul enjoy your weekend my friend enjoy your saturday uh and uh we'll be uh i'm sure chatting soon my friend sounds good take care awesome paul hamilton there on the Wester hotline graciously giving us his saturday morning to talk some sabers i'm going to take a time out joe dibiase yeah he gonna join us no we don't know someone's where we, we we're gonna try to bring somebody in from the 11 day power play uh team wgr plays at 4 p.m today is that right Corey? That's correct. Four o'clock at the uh, Riverworks. At, at the Riverworks. At the Riverworks. So I promised uh, to the Twitter people uh, that I would talk about Adele for a segment. I'm going to do that okay. when we come back um, because I in our, in our podcast yesterday, we do winners and losers every week. And, uh, oh, well, we have Derek Kramer. So Derek's going to join us next segment, too, to talk about uh, the— uh, Congrats, Derek. Yeah, congrats. I didn't tell you. Yeah, congrats. Uh, so Derek's going to join us, talk a little bit about the 11-day power play today. He plays for Team WGR. But Adele, as well, this hour, uh, she's a real winner of the football Sunday um, because I stopped watching Sunday Night Football to watch Adele. So she's a real winner. We'll talk Adele when we come back here on WGR. Bathtub. Call from Mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. It's so easy to listen to WGR Sports Radio 550 at home or anywhere, anytime. Just ask your smart speaker to play WGR 550. Nice. All right. Welcome back. 
second segment here of Sports Talk Saturday, and uh, my guy Derek Kramer is joining me. And Derek is playing in the 11-day power play. Team WGR plays at 4 p.m. today? 4 p.m. And Derek was here just a little – well, he was here, and then he heard me because he was listening to me like he always does. And he was in the engineering room uh, retrofitting his helmet with a camera. Where he stays, that's his his apartment. Is Yeah, it's actually – Well, it's very warm in the winter. Correct. There's actually like a nice little bunker for me in the corner there, and I just be able to hunker down, hibernate during the winter. That's that's what everyone does in the winter anyway, so you might as well do it and get the warmth from the servers. Exactly. So tell us – No better place. So you were explaining to me a little bit about the – helmet oh. setup you're creating here so so uh one of our uh one of our co-workers frank arcuri down the hall at wben uh he has a uh he has it's not a gopro but it's one that like mounts on the front of your helmet but does it protrude or is it like a band like what's it it's basically like it's a band you can just hook it up to the front of the helmet it stays out of the way it's not sticking out so sure. like a so you don't stab somebody in the face with a with a camera when they or a puck just doesn't hit it oh, if it misses right. my face. Yeah, sure. Well, let's hope it misses your face. I'm in radio. Yeah, that's true. You you would recover. <laughs> no one would know the difference. Exactly. Very little impact. Might actually improve from it. it. I've I've heard stories of people that have improved after getting hit in the face with the puck. So I'd rather not though. No, you should you should you should try to get through today without getting hit in the face with the puck. I mean, it's three hours. That's a lot. That's a harsh task. So, have you worked on your celebration for the very rare hood that you score a goal? And there it is. Uh, so, <laughs> funny enough, uh, Mike Lesikowski challenged me on Twitter yesterday about that too, saying, "Can't wait for the celly." And um, yes, it is. Uh, it's a notorious thing um, that Mike and Chris roasted me a couple years back for the uh, celebration that was early. It was a good celebration. In that one. It was. I liked it. Um, but there is a method to my madness, too. Um, I also do my celebrations for those that were in my life that passed away from cancer, which also we need to remind people that that's what we're playing for. It's for funds for cancer research at Roswell Park, Camp Good Days, Make-A-Wish, and Oshai Children's Hospital. Um, so any person that was in my life, um, that celebrate that infamous celebration was to honor my late uncle. He loved his guitars. Nice. So that's what I was doing. I was doing the guitar thing and then uh, a nice little solo spinning around on the ice, and that's what got them going. So do you want to tell the people what you are planning in terms of? No. Okay. So because just- there is no guarantee I score a goal. I may, and the funny thing is, this is the dumbest thing about all of it. I may lead Team WGR in terms of goals scored over the last two times that we've done this on the ice, but there is no guarantee that one scores a goal, even in three hours. So hmm. I can't let people know what to do other than come down to well, luckily, luckily, Derek, you will legitimately have video evidence if you score a goal. I will. Yes, and there was actually even photo evidence two years ago of me scoring. But it was a still, and no one actually saw the puck cross the line. So at least this time, (laughs) you will literally be able to say, like, it crossed, here's the the video evidence. Here's the video, yes, I would have video evidence of that. So, But again, um, no, I can't tell anyone what celebration. You have to come down to Riverworks to see it. That's a tease. That that, that is a good tease. So you guys face off at 4 o'clock. You'll be playing until 7, the 4 to 7 slot? Yes. Who are you guys playing? So we're playing a mix of media all-stars and uh, public figures within Western New York. Do you know anybody on the other team for sure? Like, is there like... People that I know that are on that team, uh, Jim Fink. Okay. Who is their captain. Uh, Mark Polenkars, oh, very county nice. executive, is going to be on the other side. I'll be like Stefan Mahailu and annoy him and be there only half the time. Don't. No, don't. I would. 
<laughs> you don't have no. Don't. That was good. No, I don't. Just don't. That was you, good. Annoy him and be there half the time. That was good. No, sh- <laughs> that was good. Derek, look, I've got look. My chirp game is a tier. It's a tier. You should. You should. That's my, how you should my, chirp. My, my I'm chirp the guy who answers the phones. Please don't. My chirp game is a tier, and that that's the true shame that is that nobody's going to be able to hear it. That was a good chirp. Um, and I've got plenty more where that came from. Yeah, go, so. If you have a reply to that, go ahead and call our phone number, which is 803-0930. So, <laughs> um, so yes. question for you. Ryan Gates is on the team. Confirmed. On Team WGR. So Ryan Gates, TJ Luckman, myself. Joe DiBiase, Brian Mazurowski, oh, very nice. Alan Davis. Those are the people in this building that are going to be playing so on that side. So luckily you guys have a real athlete and Alan Davis is going to be out there. Alan is part of the original 40, which is, that makes him a badass in his own right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, and not to mention there's a new Frozen 40 that's going to be playing on the other side. So if you're if you're done heckling us, just turn to the other rink on the other side and cheer for the Frozen 40 that are playing for 11 straight days, by the way. That so is an athlete. Alan's part of that? He's playing no, for 40 he's, straight? He was part of the first 40. Okay. And that was four years ago. This year, there's a new group. And that 40, which features some of the original 40, but there is a new group setting resetting the world record for longest hockey oh, that's, game. That's a lot. It's, that's just so much. And those guys are amazing. Ironmen. Oh, my God. I couldn't imagine. I just can't imagine having my feet in skates for 40 days with... Pete Galvin, just, Justin Erig, Bill Chef Lucas, Mike Lesikowski again. Uh, all those guys are uh, are part of the uh, it's crazy. part of that forty group. All right, man. Well, listen, enjoy it today. Have fun. I hope you score a goal. I hope you get it on video, and I hope you post it on Twitter so we can watch your your celly. Because I'm 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 oh, I'm, I'm rooting be... for you. <laughs> uh, I'm also rooting for. I'd like to see Ryan Gates score a goal. Has has Ryan? Do you know? I, I'm sure you guys have had to be on the ice recently together or like you guys you guys get together to practice or uh, no no guys come on like no, eh, no. pretend to be an athlete he but, wasn't there when josh allen showed up was he no but another <laughs> good zinger another good yes um, um he funny enough his scoring is like his presence here uh he completely absent completely absent brayton wilson mm. has a goal before he does wow yes and i was on the ice for that one myself and john simon we were on the brayton, ice for that one who has a a a, a robotic knee now, yes. Scored before he scored before the robotic knee. Oh, he did. Okay, so yes. he was he wasn't uh, he didn't have any uh, not you know not HGH, but he didn't have uh, what do they call that? He uh, didn't he didn't have a cyborg leg. He yet. did not have cyborg leg. Okay. Yeah. So no, Brayton had scored. Ryan, I don't remember if Ryan has or not. I feel like Joe would, definitely has. I would know if Ryan Gates scored a goal. Listen, everyone would know if Ryan Gates scored a goal. I'm I'm pretty sure he has. Joe's it, shoulders are going to be very sore because he's going to be carrying us today. Um. So, by the way, I don't know if you were, you I don't know if you were listening, but Corey, I just got a tweet from someone that says I've been searching for a recipe that uses quote jelly from spam. What? I couldn't find one, but one seems adaptable: cabbage and spam, but replace most of the spam with and water with spam jelly. That is absolutely atomic nuclear grade Hawaiian Polish. Hawaiian okay, spam and cabbage by. yes <laughs> Hawaiian spam and cabbage we'll talk about I, that and Adele good luck today I, I just hate what I just Adele heard. and Hawaiian oh, spam boy. and cabbage all of that coming up here on Sports Talk Saturday on your favorite radio station WGR miss your favorite show or interview no problem rewind on your app with Odyssey Rewind driven by Northtown Automotive 
conversation. Follow us on Twitter at WGR550. All right, welcome back to our final segment here of our one, our two jam-packed with Bill's Talk. Got Joe Marino joining me at noon, and then uh, we will also have my man Zach Hicks. He covers the Colts for SI. He will be uh, he'll be joining me at twelve thirty. So we've got a full look at Bills Colts in preview next hour. So don't go anywhere. If you missed any of our first hour, or missed any Sabers talk in the beginning of the show at about eleven fifteen with Paul Hamilton. Of course, you can go to wgr550.com on demand audio. It'll be uh, up there shortly. Listen to Paul uh, talk about that. Uh, we we touched on the Calgary game a little bit, but but really more so the the month as a whole. So, uh, again, if you missed any of that, on-demand audio up at WGR550.com. Um, I mentioned that I would at least have to talk about – is this – sorry, that was the TV in here. Buttons. I apologize. Um, that was loud. Um, Adele. Sure. She, sa- she saved Sunday. Okay. Can I tell you that? She saved Sunday. She's uh, got powerful, divorced dead energy, saying all the she Steely Dan favorites. So much, so much divorced power energy. Just, Just – so much. It's very guys and uh, men and women have very different energies they bring after a divorce. Oh yeah, Adele's definitely bringing the. She's bringing the heat though. Right. Well, Adele's uh, women but, usually cut like I've never looked more fabulous and looked more powerful. Whereas men are like I've I, never had so much alcohol. <laughs> if you want to see like two the two different kinds of divorced energies, there's Adele, and then you can watch Will Arnett. In anything he's made recently, and it's you just get the two different vibes of what divorced energy is. Do you know who Adele's new boyfriend is? Adele's new boyfriend is a uh, hometown favorite, Alexander Mogilny. Wouldn't that be something? He'd be really. He would. What, what's the male version of a cougar? Because that's what he. Mogilny's pretty old. Howard Simon. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, no, Adele's boyfriend is basketball super agent Rich Paul. Oh, LeBron James. Oh, that's right, because he's uh, Ben Simmons' agent. Ben Simmons' agent, Uh-oh. that's correct, yes. Yes. Hmm. He's a little distracted right now, I seem maybe a little bit. Yeah, so uh, Adele's doing well for herself. That show on Sunday, listen, I've, 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 I've been to L.A. a few times, but I, I, every time I've been there, I've been there for business, so I haven't really done a lot of exploring, okay. um, checking out the city, but... Listen, LA is not about downtown. It's about the things that are in the extremities of downtown. You know, if you go into the north, into Pasadena, oh, and yeah, up, into, up into the Valley Village area, it's beautiful up there in the mountains. Gigantic sprawl. You go down into Santa Ana or down into like uh, what is that, Santa Barbara down mm-hmm. there? Um, I mean, they're just yep. beautiful places to be considered LA are actually like an hour and a half away. From yes, city, from correct. Downtown. Correct. Um, so. The Griffin uh, Observatory. Yeah. What an unbelievable venue for a show. Um, I, did you happen to flip it on at all? I uh, didn't catch it. My wife watched it, but I was fast asleep doing the morning shift this week. Sure. So I, I missed a lot of that Sunday night action. Sure. But I do, I'm do. i aware of the, that specific location in L.A. It's very it's, beautiful. Yeah, it's great. And like they did it right at sunset, so, the, so the, the, the show started with the sun setting, and then by the time it was the end of the show, it was completely dark, and it just it was- Southern it was, California? Looking good? It looked okay. That's weird. It looked okay. Um, but, you know, she got her new album out, which released yesterday. I'm not like a, like, you know, outwardly large Adele fan, but 
Um, it was probably a mix of the setting, um, a mix of the Kansas City Chiefs just absolutely steamrolling the Las Vegas Raiders, and I just couldn't care less. And my girlfriend's like, hey, you know, whenever you come home from the Bills game, like, you always watch Sunday Night Football. What do you think we watch a little bit of Adele? And I was like, all right, sure, yeah. like, whatever, like, I'll, I'll appease you. Fine. And then, and then I found myself unable to go back to the game because she was just so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I sort of just was like, she was releasing some of her new songs, but played some of her, you know, the, 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 the fan favorites. And I didn't know Adele had been away, like basically have it hasn't performed in eight years. Yeah. Like it's been a long it's time a, for it her. It has been a very long time. Um, and her first special that she made was great as well. Yes. So she does fabulous work in making live performances for television. And she also looks unbelievable. I mean, she lost a hundred something pounds. Like she, it's just a lot of weight for anybody. Um, but she looks absolutely incredible. Sounds incredible. It was an unbelievable show. I hope that that, uh, facility gets used for more venue concerts more. I I think it was just an, and especially I very rarely do I find when network television does something like that, that it actually goes well. It's usually a blank show. I wonder if they had to do that for COVID. Because of huh. regulations in California, in California they are what, very strict. Right. So I wonder if they chose that location. The outdoor facility. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I wonder. And, like, there was a lot of, obviously, very recognizable faces in the crowd. It was, like, her friends and mostly just celebs. But um, I, I thought it was a really cool venue that I hope that they use more of. I mean, well, actually, it's probably – I don't believe they had to do that, Corey, because I, I've, I have a buddy that lives in L.A., and he, um, he was just at – what do they call that? The Forum? Sure. He was just at a forum for a show, which is an indoor venue. So well, okay. it's like semi-indoor. It's indoor-outdoor. But, um, yeah, so I, I don't think that they had to do it there. I think that it's just the scene, uh, the acoustics. A, a little bit more intimate. Intimate. The acoustics were unbelievable. But if, you, um, if you're if you even – if you're borderline, you don't even – you don't like Adele, you don't like uh, – for whatever reason, you're you're if this weird masculinity issue where you you can't enjoy a, a powerful woman singing, which is a real thing. Um, you should just go and like have her change your mind because she was literally unbelievable. I like I left there. I like left that and went to bed. I was like, holy cow! Like Adele's like the best singer that I've ever watched. Listen, man, it's hard times for Dusty Rhodes. It like, is Taylor hard times Swift for coming yes! out and like bringing up a, a breakup from like 13 years J- ago a fr- from a three month relationship with Jake Gyllenhaal. Like, Come on, get Ad- over it. Adele just coming in. There's got like you. Be- what you better have. Your head on a swivel, buddy. If you are going to be dating above a, your weight class, a singer songwriter that's, that's right. above your weight class, you better look you out. Better look they out keep receipts because they keep all of the receipts. Yeah. All right, I got to take a time out. On the other side, Joe Marino is going to join us. I'm not sure what kind of Adele fan Joe is, but we're going to find out. I'm sure his wife has some takes on it. So we'll, we'll talk to Joe about Adele, not not solely about Adele, but we'll talk a lot of Bills, a lot of Colts with Joe Marino. Locked on Bills. That's coming up next here on WGR. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 